0: Welcome to the first episode of Old Games Old, Chip Tooth Gaming's bi-weekly retrospective podcast where we take a deep dive into the past and uncover some of our favorite gaming gems to see whether or not they stand the test of time. You can get this show on youtube.com slash chiptoothgaming and the podcast services of your choice. My name is Noah Friskop, not Mikey Double D Doherty, and across from me, the San Francisco tree Eli Shaw. How are you doing, sir?
1: What's up? I'm doing well. I just had some hot chocolate.
0: I'm ready to go. All right. I'm a little jealous right off the bat. We're gonna dive into some some oldies but goodies this week. Every two weeks, we're gonna Ooh. dive into a new set of games. And without further ado, let's get started. Zone of the Enders was published by Konami and released in March of 2001 with its sequel, The Second Runner, following in 2003 to moderate success and Metacritic scores of 78 and 82, respectively. Its initial popularity was in no doubt due to the inclusion of Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty's demo, as the sequel did not fare as well, despite it being a significant improvement. Directed by Noriaki Okamura, produced by Hideo Kojima, and artists Yoji Shinkawa and Naoyoshi Nishimura, Zone of the Enders is a third-person action mecha-romp touting fast-paced action and all the genre tropes you could hope for, including a whiny, underage protagonist that denounces violence as he mercilessly cuts down droves of enemies. (laughs) So I wanted to talk about this game first because it's very on-brand for me, I think. I am a huge fan of Kojima Productions and all the games that they've made throughout the years, and also I just love mechs and sci-fi, so I just wanted to get that right out of the way that this is probably the most me game you could possibly get, at least in this first batch. Um, I just feel like... From the get-go, it's underappreciated. For being such an early PS2 game, it shines in its visuals and its mechanics in ways that we really haven't seen since. We have so many like big, heavy, you know, like two-legged mech games, but we really don't have that many fast, you know, the Japanese Gundam type mecha games out there. And this really filled that void for a long time. And I'm gonna probably cheat and talk about both of them first the second runner and the original right off the bat just because i feel like they're very similar and they need to be compared but yeah this this game needs to get a resurgence because we really don't have many games like it of its type
1: agreed no yeah i I watched um pretty much the entire game just get played through right before recording and Mm -hmm. i was like we i i haven't seen anything like this like this is Crazy, but like it, it totally fits the early 2000s, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like that type of game,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, some of its early 2000s trappings feature the really terrible CGI anime cutscenes that were yeah. rectified in the sequel, which are they just got rid of that and were just like, here's like actual 2D good looking animation and so it's it ages itself in that regard but overall and in just the general gameplay it still holds up pretty well in my opinion i've only played recently the hd collection on ps3 which you can go pick up but i really think it still holds up not as well as the second one but if you want that fast-paced like space mecha romp that's there's really nowhere else better to go than zone of the enders
1: Um, I would also say like if you want to kind of just go back in the history of open world games and like you could see so much influence taken from Zone of the Enders, especially the first one, I think like I I would say the camera work on that game is pretty revolutionary. Like I would compare it almost to Spider-Man's camera, just watching it the way it would follow the action in the characters Mm -hmm. the lock-on system it's
0: it doesn't work if you're like me and you like to zoom the camera around and look at the front of the character but in the moment to moment gameplay it works really well it's snappy as you defeat each enemy it moves around it's very cinematic you get that very mobile suit gundam like clashes of like of swords you get you know the bouncing Mm -hmm. off it's a very cinematic game and the fact that you compare it to its contemporaries at the time it completely outclasses them and it is best, I think, when it's a melee affair, besides, like, the special, like, lock-on missile attacks, but, like, it's its main, like, just the the rapid-fire gun is absolutely terrible, and it fires at the speed of a toddler learning how to walk, and and you have to complete... You have to basically be as straight-on as possible in order to hit anything, but... Yeah, when you're getting into those, like... Especially with the boss fights, when you're just, like, clashing these blades, it, it's, it's such a spectacle, and... Everything that the first game does well, the second game strips away the fat. So, yes, the first game has that kind of pseudo open world, non linear design to it, where you're traveling across this colony, going back to different locations that you discovered previously. But the second one is more focused, and I think that's to its benefit. Despite I do I do enjoy the structure of the first one, but I feel like it just kind of has some unneeded padding at times, and the second one just kind of strips that away. But yeah, in the first one, you're traveling to these different areas in this colony and fighting these different enemies. And in the second one, it's more of like a you're going from place to place, cutscene to cutscene, and taking part in these really just overly over-the-top epic battles in these mechs. And the mecha design in in these games are probably some of my favorite just in general. Yoji Shinkawa knows how to make a giant robot look badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just and there's very very clear parallels between um Jehoti which is the main mech that you pilot and Metal Gear Ray and just the whole like just the whole visual style especially in the in the second runner it's they pretty much just said if it ain't broke don't fix it we're going to just copy Metal Gear Solid 2's art style which is totally fine with me the very oct- you know the octagon like almost like beehive structure and the the fonts are the same like it's it's pretty unabashed but if you're going to copy anything copy that
1: Mhm. No, yeah, it's definitely a Kojima game even though he's just the producer. Like mm-hmm. I could tell it, everything kind of had to go through him at some point in yeah. order to, you know, make it into the final version. Yeah, you can
0: definitely see his influence all over it and just the fact that it's Yoji's art style makes it work and click so well in ways that most other series could really hope for. Like he just he gives the games that he works on such a distinctive soul to them that you can't it's like there are a lot of great artists in games but like just something about his style is just so cohesive and like everything feels like it fits together Mm -hmm. and that's like that's down to just the aesthetic of the colony and this the, the boss designs which are all like really over the top and like i don't know it's it's crazy and bombastic but also it all works together in a cohesive whole
1: um yeah it 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 seems to work very well together i even the menu system like just the Mm -hmm. ui it looked so like uh, yeah this totally fits like a gundam type game or just like a just the mecha style it totally fits
0: perfectly that hyper future yeah it's the, just the the UI sounds like just that yeah that ps2 era Japanese games with just like mm-hmm. the the beeps and bloops of the UI like I don't think we've ever gotten there since like there's just nothing really quite like it like the games th- from Japanese studios that were made to appeal to Western audiences I feel are some mm-hmm. of the most like stylish and interesting in terms of like yeah the little stuff like the UI and the just the the sound effects and everything I mm-hmm. I found myself playing Metal Gear Solid Five recently and it's great, but like I wish it just had that those classic little touches in its sound design. Just yeah. not even the sound just like the UIA, just the beeps and like it just feels incomplete without it. There's they were trying to go with really stripped back, but this is from the time where it was just completely unabashed and it was just going all in. And I wish we got that third entry that got canceled. Sadly,
1: I don't think we're ever gonna see that. We're never gonna see you know. it.
0: Yeah, we're never going to see it. They tried to put out the second runner on PS4 and Steam, I think, oddly, with a terrible, absolutely awful VR implementation that was basically just the PSVR theater mode. <laughs> you had no full movement. They didn't bother remaking the environment in full 3D. You can't move your head around. It was pretty pointless. In a first-person view, you can't even see the mech, so you basically just have like a, a, a UI screen in front of you, and you just... it's pretty awful i don't know what they're doing over that konami they could be making so much money and doing some really creative things with the ip that they have but that's a dead horse that's been beaten plenty do you have any questions about like i don't know just the feel or anything like that
1: yeah so it definitely is like an early 2000s game where Mm -hmm. you are like pausing the game to go into the menus to like switch things up and that is like that's just how the game works like yeah I don't know how recently you replayed it, but like, does that still, does that kind of system feel like wrong these days, or these days?
0: No, I feel like it works, especially because like we were talking about like the UI and just the sound, like the sound effects just work so well that like it's pleasurable to do that. But like it definitely when when you're trying to leave an area, you have to basically, instead of just flying out of the area, you have to go into a menu and leave it. So, like, there's Mm. just some, like, hardware-constrained design decisions that are just inherent Mm -hmm. of that era that you can't really escape that I feel like if they were to make a new game and make it, you know, blow it up and make it a little bit more freeform, it could really benefit. Yeah. Like, there's you equip different, like, like a snipe, like sub weapons. So, like, if you want to equip your sniper rifle, you have to, like, go into your menu and, like, equip it that way. And it it does get cumbersome, and that's why I appreciate some of the changes made in the sequel. But Mm -hmm. for its time, it holds up pretty well. It's, when you look at its contemporaries, like, it's pretty easy to just pick up in 2019.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. That's cool.
1: Yeah, because when I was watching, I was thinking, like, I haven't seen that in so long mm-hmm. i don't think i could ever go back like yeah that just seems so wrong to stop the game and <laughs> just like go through a like a menu and like mm-hmm. okay i think i want the this type of gun right now and blah 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 but yep. i i definitely remember playing games like that back in the day mm-hmm. Even like something
0: modern like Near Automata, like you have all of those menus still in place, but it's made mm-hmm. it streamlined to the point where you can like do like hotkeys and like switching between different loadouts on the fly. Probably mm-hmm. the most modern example of like you're saying like pulling up a menu and switching stuff is probably like Bethesda stuff. Is where it's like, oh, I gotta make a I have a True. you know, unless you're having like the, the favorites bar, which is a great inclusion, but oh I have to, you know, I gotta chug a couple potions. Let me pause everything. Go mm-hmm. chug a couple potions. Oh, I want the magic, you know, and that's probably. <laughs> the most accepted contemporary answer to that because yeah we really don't see that that much even japanese games have pretty much streamlined it like even monster hunter world which is a very systems heavy very menu driven game they were able to cut out a lot of that fat so Mm. it's probably for the best but i feel like for that game for its time it did what it could with it being such an early ps2 game
1: yeah i'm just so surprised that it's such an early game Mm -hmm. that like it looks actually pretty good on the PS2 Mm -hmm. and it plays like, like I can't, I I didn't watch footage of the PS2 version, but like I couldn't imagine this being like even capable to run on a PS2, but obviously it was. It's just, they really pushed the PS2 very early on in its
0: life. Yeah, and then I feel like that's... cause Human Productions has always been at the forefront of innovating in technology. And so yeah. just the fact that you see that so early in the PS2 generation is really cool. And it's, it is is surprising to me. It does chug, in, like especially in a few of the boss battles. But mm-hmm. it's generally in a lot of pretty small self-contained areas. It has a lot of those spread around, so it feels a lot bigger than it probably is on a moment-to-moment basis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... It's pretty. T- I don't know how Shadow of the Colossus run. Like that's a game that I'm like, how did the PS2 do this? Like, there's a few games that have that for me, but especially one so early on. And I feel yeah. like the second one was able to get away with some of its increased fidelity because it was a tighter, more focused experience. But I, I mm-hmm. can't speak to the technical side too much, other than it's just really impressive that they were able to do this only a few years after the first Metal Gear Solid came out.
1: Hmm. No, yeah. I, I think another thing I really, I, I don't. I don't know if it's a question, but like I want to focus on like the camera work of it. Mm-hmm. I just reading like the development about the development. Apparently, they spent like an entire year just on the camera, mm-hmm. like getting that to work perfectly, and it really does work at like a modern PS4 game. Like I, I just finished playing the Spider-Man DLC, and I, I was noticing watching this game, like, oh yeah, same camera work, like it'll jump around a little bit, but it'll ultimately focus on what's going on that you, that you need to be seeing. And like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just really impressed that they took, t- they took so much time just on the camera and, you know, you wouldn't really think that's a main focus, but like in this type of game, it has to work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You, you're just floating around like, you shooting slicing like skating like essentially you're mm-hmm. skating
0: through the air yeah even and I love the, like the effect where if you you are flying for most of the time but if you choose to go on the ground like it basically like it skids and like there's like sparks flying off its feet like there's just so many good little details <laughs> like that and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm really surprised that this didn't take off as like a big franchise because like they tried like there was an anime there was a Game Boy Advance spinoff like they really tried to push this and it just didn't mm-hmm. hit I think with Western audiences and I feel like now with kind of the mecha genre kind of on its not decline but it's definitely kind of stagnated and there isn't really as much of a boom as there was in the 90s I don't think they're yeah. even I think the time to try it again is kind of past unfortunately I feel like they did it at the most viable period and that kind of saddens me that it wasn't able to pick up then like they got sunrise the gundam studio to make an anime for them and it's still just it didn't pick up the same way
1: but yeah that's really unfortunate because yeah today if a game like this came out it Totally would need a whole anime, either series or movie. Like, look Hmm. at Final Fantasy 15. How many movies? That was Um, ludicrous. I
0: mean, probably not that much. It's like they had a series, they had a movie. Like, I watched all that garbage before the game came out because, like, I want to get invested in the world building. But Mm. yeah, it's like probably not as much. When you have to have a movie to explain your central conflict, it's you kind of failed. So maybe not to that extent, but just supplemental material. Like, this could have been a big universe and it just, it kind of just kind of got put out before it got even got the chance. Yeah, that's true. But they tried they tried to pick it up and it just didn't work. So, yeah, I it's not to the in terms of the camera, like you you that's probably one of the biggest issues with those games from that era is like the camera is always terrible. And mm-hmm. like even like some of the, the best games you can remember like the camera is usually bad, but this one is not only functional, it's stylish. It's super mm-hmm. stylish and it just makes everything look so cinematic and I really wish we would get more of this type of game in like the mech genre because we get we get games like the western ones you know the big like BattleTech and Mech Warrior and stuff like and that's that's yeah. a, that's cool but it's a completely different tactile feeling than what this delivers and I hope that we get something like some kind of spiritual successor from this like hopefully a silver lining of them releasing the second run or so late again is someone you know a up and coming like independent developer sees this and is like I want to make that's a game like this and I want you mm-hmm. know, the flash visuals there's a few like kickstarted mech projects going on, but there are a lot of like side scrolling base. So like really the Japanese mecha game space is dominated by the terrible licensed Gundam games and some really actually intriguing entries coming out of the indie space, which is, you know, the indie space is always doing the cool stuff lately, at least with innovation. Mm -hmm. So if you want good high quality, mecha games either support the independence or go back and see this you can play it on playstation 3 if you have ps2 those versions i'm sure work just as well get the ps4 version don't try to expect to have a good vr experience with it but i feel like this game is definitely worth playing still in 2019 and i think everyone who's even slightly interested in just really stylish mecha battle should give it a shot
1: and i think that's a really good thing to answer like so early on like In 2019 does this game hold up Mm -hmm. does it hold up or is old game old yeah there it is (laughs) there you go first episode we're getting it laid out um so how do you feel about the plot i know you watched like however many gundam series Mm -hmm. there are out there there's so many i
0: have (laughs) like i feel like i've been watching i basically started watching those shows and movies like last summer, and I'm still chipping away. There's so much content, and the plot's nothing special. It's so it's so formulaic. You don't play this for the okay. plot; you play it for the mechanics. It ha- okay. the first one is a lot harder to get through because the protagonist is terrible, and I'll say mm-hmm. that like it's probably one of the best games with one of the worst protagonists. And just like it's your typical like archetypical mecha kid that like he stumbles upon this war machine and he's like war is terrible I don't hate I hate killing and then just proceeds to kill a bunch of people it's like oh god yeah and they kind of remedy this in the second one where they have like an adult character I can't remember his name but they he's much less annoying so they it's a the sequel really does remedy a lot of those issues but yeah the plot's nothing special you're in it for the the action the set pieces those boss fights okay. yeah okay nothing special
1: all right um so yeah how are the boss fights i i watched maybe one or two of them and i think one of them was kind of you're fighting just another similar type mech but um yeah it's a kojima game how are those boss fights
0: they don't really stack up to like a metal gear solid boss fight with that level of depth but that you know it's a lot of shoot and slice so like it's pretty limited but there's in mm-hmm. the aesthetic is where they kind of shine. You get that Yoji design. Like it kind of brings mm-hmm. it, elevates it to from what would be a pretty mediocre encounter to a pretty cool encounter. There's some pretty monumental in terms of size encounters in both of these games. And, but I, I do think that my favorite are just the one on one, just mech fights of pretty comparable power. And, and yeah, the An- Anubis, which is probably my favorite design of the whole series, he's, he's, you fight him a few times and he's pretty cool. But yeah, there's nothing really outstanding about them Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they're they're cool to watch especially from a game for that era but nothing crazy like i couldn't really tell you the specifics of each of them that's a lot of just you know either shoot an area or you know just at all out fight
1: so i don't know okay um it's also there's like a leveling system too i think when i the one i watched towards the end they're only level six it how's that leveling system is it like rpg style is it deep at all not quite it's mainly based
0: upon like almost it's not metroidvania in the sense that you're going back to other areas and getting stuff but you're constantly getting these upgrades across the course of the game and mm-hmm. it's the most noticeable in the second one where you start out with the slowest mech you could possibly imagine for about 45 <sighs> seconds and then it immediately gives you the jahuti mech and it's like your speed just takes off so okay. it's it's more of a traditional like progression system I guess not in a role playing sense but in just a like Mm -hmm. action game like here's you get this ability and then you get sub weapons and then you get different Metatron abilities and yeah so it's not very deep it's kind of just story beats like almost like in God of War you know last year we had like you know at every junction you would get a you know a different upgrade uh, crystal for your axe and like it just kind of it would dole these things out as time went on
1: okay um so yeah you said like the shooting not it, it's subpar it's but... subpar. the second one it's they the
0: projectiles move a lot faster so it's a little bit easier what's fun really is the the lock on missile attack and then the mm-hmm. giant almost like dragon ball z energy ball that you throw at people like that that, that stuff's that. fun yeah that's really fun but like just like the base gun that you have is not very useful except for on like this the smallest like grunt enemies that you fight mm-hmm
1: so you're doing mostly melee stuff, huh?
0: Personally, yeah, that's how I like to get it. I like to just get in there and like use the block mechanic and use the sword mechanic, because like you just get that cool ass Gundam clash t- to it. It's just it's so entertaining.
1: Uh, are you unlocking like different swords and stuff, or are you just no? Going-
0: it's pretty much just like sub weapons. Um, I would like to see if in a hypothetical sequel, I would like to see like an expanded like maybe like over the shoulder. Gunplay system, and then maybe Mm -hmm. have some like some different like almost gundam as beam weapons and and different swords and such of that nature. I would probably, if I were to pitch a third game, it would be a lot more. It would probably. I know every game has RPG elements these days, but I think it would benefit Mm -hmm. from these RPG elements. You know, especially with customization and like adding on different types of weapons and dedicating it to like either like a gun base build or a melee base build i think there's a lot of potential Mm -hmm. there but yeah it's pretty basic it's not a very long game like i think the first game you finish in like six or seven hours so it's like it's not like it overstates its welcome really Mm -hmm. and if anything that's probably the worst part of it is it is so short but also Mm -hmm. with its limited mechanics you don't really want it to say it overstates welcome and i think it really it doesn't really do that and i i I couldn't i couldn't tell you how long let me try to find out how long the second one is, is i couldn't tell you right now
1: how long is uh, if you look on youtube the one i watched i think he played through the entire game in about like three hours or so on maybe the first three one yeah
0: yeah if you just kind of speed through you can definitely do that the the yeah. second one is more along the lines like seven eight ish hours so it's a little okay. bit better but and that's just the linear path so yeah mm-hmm. it's they're they're not they're not huge but i feel like if you were to do another one you'd you know beef up the hour count make it a little bit more mechanically deep you have probably the best mech game you could possibly put mm-hmm. on your hands
1: yeah, especially if you go back and kind of revisit like the open world stuff and mm-hmm. make it more of like a modern open world. Mm-hmm. I think it could definitely be a dozen hour game or so. Oh, yeah, or uh, even more, you know. I, I think looking back, I played like 50 something hours of God of War like, mm-hmm. and that was a pretty linear game. I think you could definitely fit this within that space of like, You know, you have your main plot, but there's other things to get sidetracked doing. Yeah, I feel like that would be pretty cool. Um, uh, I also saw like there's a mechanic about like destruction and hurting civilians. What's that all about? So
0: it's I actually am really glad that you brought that up. So, yeah, especially in the first game, you're in a um, metropolitan civilian area and the Mm -hmm. game it basically berates you if you destroy too many buildings and collateral damage is an actual thing you have to worry about. It doesn't affect mm-hmm. you too much, but it's just cool that they were able to think about that. Cause yeah, you could easily, you're just, you're this giant mecha. You're fighting these other things. You could easily just, you know, get thrown into a building and like, then like the, the partner that the main characters with will like berate you about it. And so, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a really cool balance of like trying not to as a, almost like an extra layer of difficulty, trying not to damage as much property as you can. Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's something they could really expand on in a sequel Um, if you were to have a more traditional open world city just you know being thrown into buildings and like just being crushing these structures below you and almost be interesting if you could like use the environment more to your advantage too because like it doesn't really affect Mm -hmm. how you play but it's just a cool little extra added area of depth
1: do they like rank you at the end of each mission or whatever that's to an extent i think that's something that
0: a almost platinum games esque ranking system would help especially Mm -hmm. for a game this short you want to up the replay value give it a more you know like the s rank system and yeah how many hits you can take or how many enemies you can kill without getting damaged or whatever i feel like that's some place where like a combo meter yeah combo meter just make it a little bit more of a traditional character action game in addition Mm -hmm. to expanding the open world segments i think you got something really cool in your hands that would certainly up the replay value a lot because it's it's kind of a slog to get into. But once you're there, it almost is so short that you don't get to really savor it. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, if it had some more robust like ranking systems, I think it would go a long way to making it more valuable.
1: Okay, okay. Who was the dev- developer of um, Nier? Platinum? Nier was Platinum, yeah. Okay. I would definitely love to see Platinum take like I I doubt they would ever get this IP yeah, but like no. if they were able to do something like this that'd be so cool that
0: would be great especially if they were to take a lot of inspiration from *Nier* and how Mm -hmm. especially in that first hour i think everyone should play the first hour of *Nier automata it's Mm -hmm. pretty much flawless but how it transitions from more freeform action gameplay to like it turns into like a bullet hell shooter halfway through and like it just Mm -hmm. what you could do with this ip and that kind of dynamic mechanics and structure i think could be really interesting added on top of that a a leveling and structure or not leveling excuse me a ranking system akin to bayonetta or metal gear rising i think you could have a monumental game on your hands
1: man it's especially with that kind of yeah
0: they did metal gear rising give it like a oh man give it like (laughs) vanquish's gunplay Uh, and then a near automata-esque like open world but pretty linear like it's it's yeah. funneling you from area to area but you're able to explore in this wider area i think that's probably the sweet spot yeah mm-hmm. i Man. want i want platinum to make a fucking zone of the enders now really bad yeah now, now I that mention it.
1: we talked about mm-hmm. near as like I, I could see that working with this type of game, with this uh, IP, absolutely. Yeah, because you could just all you'd be
0: doing is further ramping up what they were already trying to exaggerate in the first one. Have just crazy waves of robot enemies and just oh my gosh, mm-hmm. brilliant! I'm gonna pitch that, please. Yeah, they they need help. I mean, get platinum on the phone. Get platinum on the phone. Get Konami on the phone. Listen, you're selling this. You're not doing anything with it. This PS4 remake did not sell at all. No.
1: Let's make you some. Real yeah, land. I. I don't think i've ever seen numbers for the ps4 remake probably it was on sale it was on
0: sale like immediately so that kind of speaks for itself unfortunately and like you could get it for really cheap now like it came out for i think like 40 dollars, and i got it for like seven so like it's (laughs) it's unfortunate but at the same time i'm not surprised especially because the the really the main reason that the first game sold well was that demo and Mm -hmm. even though the second game is much better it still wasn't able to get that much traction so i don't think especially this far removed there's not much of an audience there left anyone that remembers it probably is good at this point and yeah but if you were to revitalize it with a new studio like platinum because obviously kojima productions doing their own things i can't i couldn't imagine them doing it now if, if they no. were somehow to get the, the ip back but someone like platinum i think is a really smart choice
1: yeah i think with their history of doing metal gear rising, like mm-hmm. of course I, they could work with Konami. I'm sure mm-hmm. if Konami is even considering working with anyone, I don't know. They're just like
0: sitting there. <laughs> they're sure. just, they're just, I don't know what they're doing on a day to day basis besides, you know, put the pachinko and all their yeah. like, spas and gyms and all that stuff in Japan. But yeah, they, I forgot. Yeah, that's a really good point. They were already working with Konami on that game
1: mm-hmm. and Kojima productions. Mm-hmm.
0: just make another run of rising if you're not if you're gonna do anything but yeah it's it's a match made in heaven and i can't get over the thought of it
1: um do you think if they were ever to remake or reboot it at some point like would you like to see a deeper story
0: yeah because the anime kind of fleshed out the universe a little bit i feel like that would be mm-hmm. Um, a good way to go probably not too much i would still try to focus on the mechanics and the gameplay but a little bit more context for what's going on and the outside and the bigger picture would be nice yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm always down for more narrative if it's smart
1: yeah yeah i think i I could see just reading through the plot and all of that like there are some similar themes between this and what i've read of metal gear just kind of like oh you know war military and war Mm -hmm. not good and that's That's just that's just
0: it permeates throughout the whole mecha genre just war as hell but it's fucking awesome to watch look at it it's fucking awesome and then yeah yeah, then everyone's sad afterward so that's that's kind of pretty run of the mill for it for that and Metal gear but yeah no i a bigger a better story as long as it doesn't get away of the hypothetical great platinum gameplay that I mean, honestly, Nier had a wonderful story, and it didn't get in the way of its gameplay. So, yeah, really, the answer to all these questions is platinum games.
1: Exactly. You hear that, Konami? We're talking straight to you. <laughs> straight to you. Just give it to platinum. You just sell it to them. Honestly, like, yeah, what are you gonna you do with get it? Money from that. Mm. So simple. So simple.
0: Yeah, I guess like in closing, it never really got its due. I think it was kind of just left out in the rain, and it it's a pro it's an ip that i think should be returned to but i don't think will <laughs> and it's something that if you are interested in this type of genre or this type of gameplay you should actually give a shot in 2018 you probably don't need to play the first one because the second one is so good and it's available in current gen consoles but i would if you're curious at all just maybe just you know look up a youtube video just see what it's all about and then give the second one a try if it goes on sale on a flash sale or something but yeah i yeah, definitely I was, recommend it
1: i was gonna ask if um because the second one is on PS4 like mm-hmm. and Steam, you can just get yeah. it right now. Uh, would you recommend just skipping the first one and getting the second one since it's a lot easier to just play?
0: Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, time is precious and you should probably just cut to the good stuff, but it's mm-hmm. it's if you end up liking that a lot, I would definitely just for the history and you know, especially with Death Stranding on the horizon, just seeing that evolution, I would definitely go back and check. But just if you have a cursory, cursory interest, just play the second one. It's demonstrably better.
1: Okay. Okay. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can find that at your local GameStop, your, I'm sure. I local... see it every time I go oh, really? into one.
0: I haven't been to GameStop in a long time, but I'm sure, yeah, they're just piles of copies just laying in the trash. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> in the trash. Unfortunately. I, I, it
1: sucks, but that's just the matter. That's just the way it is. So. Go to your local GameStop Look through the dumpster behind it. You'll find a copy or two, I'm sure. Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution is a 2008 turn-based strategy game developed by the acclaimed studio Fireaxis Games. It was released on PS3 and Xbox 360 consoles and scaled down for mobile and Nintendo 3D. N- <laughs> <Is that> over? <laughs> no, <I'm> keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Not 3DS. All right. Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution is a 2008 turn-based strategy game developed by the acclaimed studio FireAxis Games. It was released on PS3 and Xbox 360 consoles and scaled down for mobile and Nintendo DS releases. Uh, the Metacritic scores for the 360 and PS3 are 84 and 85, respectively.
0: All right, so I have heard this name of this game a lot. Please explain it mm-hmm. to me.
1: All right. Let me pitch this to you. because okay. it's. I, I hope this gets you. You've heard of Civ, right? yeah I, I have
0: not dove in, but I understand very deeply what normal civilization is.
1: Yeah, they're on the sixth iteration. It's on the Switch now, blah, blah, blah. So imagine Civilization, the base game. Okay, But you kind of have to... It's a PC game, for sure. Mm-hmm. You need your mouse, you need your keyboard, you need your Excel right next to you. <laughs> yeah, your, um, your wiki pages right there. Yeah, everything, everything right there. Um. But imagine this coming to console. Would this work? It, I'm talking PS3 and Xbox 360. It mm-hmm. would probably work on a PS4. We've seen XCOM on PS4. It works. Um, Firaxis knows how to make a console work. Yeah, Firaxis is a top tier developer, and they did not skimp on Civilization Revolution. They, I, I don't want to say they dumbed down Civilization, but they kind of made it work on a console and i'd say it's they turn it into a an entry point into the civilization franchise for for people who don't really play pc games
0: okay so almost like what microsoft did with halo wars they're like all right we're gonna take a pc-centric genre and try to reimagine it from the ground up to work on console
1: yeah similar It, it, it they're both strategy games um Halo Wars is more I think it's real time, right? Yeah. And then Civilization is just traditionally and always probably will be turn based. Okay. And I think that that works better on a console than Absolutely. a real time strategy game Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and it, they really get the whole the core of Civilization onto this game without really like taking too much away from like the PC hardcore releases you know what i mean yeah so it's not it
0: doesn't feel super dumbed down you're getting the same experience or at least a a comparable experience
1: yeah absolutely like Mm. i think in the pc version at least i'm playing civ 5 probably in civ 6 you can do a little more like stacking like more micromanaging of your cities okay um this one you can kind of get into it it's not as deep but they kind of put it in the background far enough where you don't have to get in you don't have to get into the micromanaging to enjoy it it's more just here's this here's a turn-based strategy game based on history like win in these four set ways and you have like your i don't know how many different civilizations but um you know they don't they don't really take away that much from the PC versions, I feel like. And that's that's really the best thing I can say about this game is that they're not taking too much away from the full experience. But they're, they're changing it in a way that it just... It, it works on a console and it will get you hooked. It's kind of like a... It's a gateway drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, imagine... This is the let's go of the civilization. Okay, that that's actually it. pretty
0: apt. I, I that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, because yeah, I, being I XCOM was my first kind of foray into turn based games. It never really interested me, but once I got into XCOM, like I was, that barrier was pretty much broken down. So something like that, mm-hmm. might be how I would get into Civilization.
1: It's awesome. It's it's really good. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions?
0: I guess just. I'm looking on here, and I guess there's a. Did you play the DS version?
1: I did not. Um, I can't imagine it's very good, but I mean, it doesn't seem to have
0: terrible reviews. It looks more like a Fire Emblem or like a um, Advanced Wars almost. Yeah. Kinda yeah, it looks more it.
1: like Advanced Wars than uh, like it's turn-based, like a Civilization. Okay. Which I mean doesn't sound bad. Advanced Wars is you know 10 out of 10 game right there
0: so i guess my main thing is i've you know civilization is very famous for having these really really long epic drown out drawn out campaigns how long does a typical game of civil civil i can't speak civilization revolution last
1: yeah in comparison comparison to a traditional civil civilization game i i'd say it's pretty short you can get through an entire game and probably in one sitting for sure okay so it's not Um, you don't have to just completely set aside an entire
0: afternoon and evening to knock out a game
1: no maybe like at the most three hours if you're playing on like the harder difficulties okay yeah um but you could really if you know what you're doing you can get a victory pretty early on there's only four ways to win, I think that's pretty standard with the civilization games. You have your domination, your culture, your economic, and then your technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at least playing Civ 5, that I what I haven't played Civ 6 yet. I, I've heard Civ 5 is better. I'm I'll dive into it one day, but I, I feel like w- a victory in Civ Revolution is a lot more straightforward and they make it very clear to you, like how to win in in each way, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you, you uh, capture the capitals or you acquire a certain amount of gold or you just like trailblaze with technology and you're basically Uh, one step away from winning you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's just looking at the map in
0: comparison to the other civilization games Mm -hmm. like it's all the models are very like blown up there's not as many characters happening on screen and i think that's that would fit a lot better on a controller even just just looking at it so yeah it's it's a lot less daunting because i civilization has always been daunting to me and this definitely Mm -hmm. looks a lot more approachable is this game generally regarded as, is it like well-regarded or is it like kind of have that like elitist mentality of like, it's dumbed down
1: it's no good. I mean, I feel like it's just forgotten by most people who are into the whole series Mm -hmm. just because, you know, it it probably came out in between, uh, core releases. So if you're playing on your PC, you're probably going to be playing mods of, three or four or whatever was out at the time yeah um rather than buying this console spinoff you know i i i wouldn't say there's like an elitist mentality it was just very much forgotten they they made a sequel to it um that was definitely dead on arrival as soon as they announced it because it came out on the vita only um and android so, and ios and Android and iOS, but I think the main, their main focus was Vita and it, it didn't work out the way they wanted. I don't know That's why they didn't portion. just make another console version that really would have been awesome. Cause Fireaxes fire Axis had been, they had a lot of success with putting XCOM, what enemy unknown or yeah, whatever on, on consoles. I don't know why they didn't revisit consoles again just went straight to handheld
0: yeah and the moved. the version of xcom on the vita is pretty rough too so that's mm. that's unfortunate that it happened twice
1: mm-hmm so i think unfortunately the whole revolution series or spin-offs is probably dead at this point especially with them porting civ 6 onto the switch i feel yeah. like they they're gonna focus more on porting core games Onto consoles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I think, yeah, I think Revolution really had its its place in the series like as just not only an entry point, but just more of a relaxing, less stressful version. And I guess like we were talking about
0: the last one, what would you add in a hypothetical sequel?
1: Um, I would say maybe the option to stack units. Um, again, I didn't play t- the second one. I didn't play Revolution mm. 2. I don't know what they added uh, in regards to that version, but I can imagine it wasn't too much if it was just running on Vita and mobile. Um, but yeah, I would like to see, I guess, not exactly Civ 6 on the Switch, I'd like to see just a, a, a less. A less deep version of that. So basically just
0: take another crack at it for a console. Yeah. OK.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that I think it, were hold back just because it was on. they were held back by the technology of the PS3 and 360. Um, but, you know, PS4, Xbox one are closer to a PC than I feel like those consoles were. So I think they could definitely add features that were on the PC games, but not exactly make it as deep as those. OK, so just take another crack at it. Don't
0: put it on Vita. I rest in peace. Vita, yeah, but yes. yeah, that's a bad idea, especially in, what, 2014. 6.9 out of 10 IGN. So that that could have said something. Nice. also. No,
1: very nice. <laughs> Did they um, did they
0: put Civilization Six on Xbox One and PS4?
1: No, I think it's only on the Switch. That's interesting. I I,
0: I yeah, just my yeah PC, then the of Switch. That's really surprising. Because usually, like yeah. there's also a console release on top of the Switch. But yeah, that's yeah, there's that means that there's a totally a market for that. Then I mean, you would assume there's at least a, a hole where that could fit.
1: Absolutely, and they ported um, XCOM 2 into, onto PS4 mm-hmm. and Xbox One, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a pretty I, natural I, fit.
0: Have you played... Okay, XCOM 2 on Vita Remote Play is probably one of the best Remote Play games, in my opinion. It just it fits oh. perfectly, especially with the touchpad controls. So if you haven't played it that way, play it that way mm-hmm. at least once. But yeah, there's... Now that I see that there's totally just a, a Civilization Revolution-sized hole in there catalog right now like why not take a crack at it
1: I don't know and I I really wish like you mentioned remote play why didn't they just make revolution 2 a ps4 game and say hey remote play on your Vita you know like maybe that's they're trying to push remote play Uh, it was just a huge huge bungle on their part Probably on Sony's part, too. They could have pushed the Vita pretty hard. I mean, with, yeah, uh,
0: they, they, they messed that up completely.
1: Yeah. But that's
0: unfortunate. I Does it have, like, the same level of, like... I know, like, with Civ games, like, it goes from, like, really, like, old history to, like... Does it go into, like, space and, like, sci-fi level? Or is it just mainly the historical characters?
1: Um, it, it stops in the modern era. So, you know, you have your, like, Call of Duty modern warfare type okay soldiers mm-hmm. um, the furthest it goes is like you do space exploration but you're not really fighting in space okay it's more just like you know technology you're traveling to another planet you're setting up a another a colonize you're colonizing a planet basically okay that's
0: pretty far' we're, we're almost there we're we're going to Mars. Yeah, we're very close. We're very close. So that's near future. And would you recommend it at this point, or would you just say just either pick up Civ Six on the Switch, or is there a PC version of the original game?
1: I don't believe so. See, that's that's uh, crazy to me. Yeah, it seems to be only on consoles, and then your mobile slash DS, um, Windows Phone and iOS. Oh, that's so that the fact that there's not even a PC version at all is weird to me.
0: But yeah. So they really just tried to op- optimize it for those platforms then.
1: They really did. And I, I wish they continued because this could be a whole nother, you know, offshoot franchise for them. You know, you have your core civilization, you have your XCOM, and then you have your civilization revolution. Kind of like, a middle ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely the more, it, I wouldn't say super casual, but it's of the three of XCOM, traditional Civ and then revolution I, it's probably the more casual accessible uh offering for fire access.
0: yeah just some some way to get people in the door that are kind of either daunted by them like i was or otherwise Absolutely.
1: and i you don't really have too many turn-based strategy games on console which i think that's where it would thrive really mm-hmm. like real time strategy does not work on console. I played Halo Wars. It's fine. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It was Turn-based it was strategy... much,
0: it was much more evident when they put it on PC and it's like, oh, it actually it's really a lot better now. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I think fire Axis really has the market on these type of games and the fact that they're not capitalizing on another revolution game is pretty disappointing. I got to say from a fan. Yeah. So I guess right off the bat,
0: the theme of the show is these things are dead, never coming back, but it will, we'll (laughs) we'll sprinkle in some, a little bit more popular. I think we said the rule was what, like at least two years old. So like there's gonna be some more modern ish ones here Mm -hmm. appearing from week to week. So yeah, if you're interested, come back every two weeks, check those out. Any final thoughts on civilization revolution?
1: Um, it's on PS3. It's on 360. I wonder if they'll ever. It might be backwards compatible. I don't know. That would it might be, a be a good game move. Game Pass? I don't know. I hope Xbox looks into this uh, genre because they could really. They have their real time strategy, Halo. Like, mm-hmm. if they can corner. Fire axis and say, hey, you make these PC games, we're Microsoft, we're PCs, you know, why don't you make something for the Xbox? I really hope it's it, it comes back at some point. And if you have the chance to play this on a PS3 or an Xbox 360, do it, please. Um, just because I think it, it's a game everyone should play. If you're, if you're not into like deep turn-based strategy games, like the core civilization or whatever, um, I, I think this would really give you like a glimpse into why this genre is so popular and so important in video games.
0: I would say it is important, but like, I feel like it's been on the decline. Like we saw, like a yeah. couple, of like the like the really big term strategy games. Like even in the real time space, like the Dawn of War three came out and it pretty much was a dud. Like it's kind of on the decline, but Civilization is such a big name that I feel mm-hmm. like having this, and it is backwards compatible on Xbox One, so you can play it potentially at four K on your Xbox One X. So go play mm-hmm. Zone of the End or Second Runner on your PS Four, switch over to the Xbox One, play some Civilization Revolution, and uh, mourn the death of these um, these games that we're never going to see again. R.I.P. Thanks for listening to our first episode. If you like that, subscribe to Chippew Gaming so you'll be notified of our next episode all about fear and brutal legend.